You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Mother, are you getting D's anything for Valentine's Day? I did think about getting him a clone of pussy. You're oh, getting yeah. a clone of pussy plus sleeve kit? Yeah, we only got the clone of pussy last time, and I don't want him using some other fleshlight. I want him using mine. If I'm out of town, I want him to use mine. So for our listeners, a clone of pussy plus sleeve kit allows you to make a silicone replica of someone's vulva and then put it on a sleeve so that the other person can actually fuck it. It's an incredible new product. Or a great paperweight. We should also mention that right now on clonawilly.com, you can find a whole bundle at a discount, which will include toy cleaners, lubes, cock rings, other accessories for a huge discount. That's another great thing for Valentine's Day. You can get it now at clonawilly.com and enter promo code MOM for 20% off. How is that for a Valentine's Day? Exciting. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Potter. And I'm Karen Lee Potter. My mother is a sex expert and cougar. And my son is a stand-up comic, mime, and of course, a Buddhist clown. Together we chat about sex. And you're going to tell us why. Oh, (laughs) cut me off right there, huh? (laughs) We talk about it because it's not talked about enough in this society. And as a result, a lot of shame, stigma, sexual abuse occur, and people don't know how to pleasure others. So hopefully by talking about it, we'll decrease all that negative shit and increase the positive shit. Oh yeah, especially when you're talking between a parent and a child. And in this episode, when you're talking to a self-proclaimed princess of sensuality. Holy cow. Here she goes. This is a clip from one of her videos that had over 11 million viewers. Hi, sunshine. So many of you have been asking me how to have better orgasms and how to feel more during sex. And so I decided to share with you my number one secret to some seriously next level orgasms. The secret is called edging and no worries, boo. Anyone can do it, okay? I'll show you how in a bit. Oh, wow. That is Adina Rivers. If you're not driving right now, you should look up adina rivers official a-d-i-n-a r-i-v-e-r-s official on instagram you can check her out on youtube she is wild she's a unicorn she's a unicorn here's how she describes herself princess of sensuality intimacy and love mentor vegan bambi and wildcat and a few other things but Basically, she's she is a uh, she's a sex goddess. The closest thing I've ever seen. That both mom and I fell in love with. Yeah. Three years ago, and we've been <laughs> trying to have on the show. And it's part of the reason we're having difficulty or had difficulty because we finally accomplished the feat was that she is currently in Bali. That's where she lives. Of course, only a unicorn like this would live in Bali, right? <laughs> yeah, and she basically has this channel where she's just unabashedly. Showing off her body, but in a way that's kind of like... Sensual. Sensual as opposed to like pornographic. Like literally, she is so gorgeous. But but, physically. And then inside she is too. Yeah. So then that's what I'm amazed by. She brings wisdom to it. So she's kind of on this whole... She has this mission to help people achieve better intimacy and feelings about their their own body and we get into exactly how to access your sensuality in this episode which is so cool because she didn't start out that way she had a really rough childhood 
and overcoming the obstacles, I think, what made her so... Uh, Confident. And uninhibited, yeah. and Yeah, and wise. And so there was one topic that I thought was particularly interesting because she's 36 years old. I mean, on Instagram, she's dancing around in her underwear most of the time. I don't... Half the time, I don't even think she's wearing underwear. Yeah, a lot of times she's not wearing clothes. So she does this sometimes in front of her son, who I think is like seven years old. And so I always... I thought that was fascinating because... I, you know, in our family, this is a complete taboo. Right. To, to show your sensuality, to show any nudity. I don't know about sensuality because I'm always thirst trapping. Yeah. I don't think in front, for me to do that in front of you, to like go and yeah. hit on someone, that would be very, the few times that's happened is awkward as fuck. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about right now. When I was at that restaurant and Which I restaurant? asked out, I asked out, uh, Oh, the waitress. I and I didn't know. <laughs> you asked her out, and you called yourself Cactus Boy. Okay, that no, obviously because I wanted to buy. I just had these. <laughs> it was a it was a it, weird experience. It bombed, and it had nothing to do with sexual us exploring. Our I history. signed off on on the the tablecloth, uh, like a little butcher paper tablecloth that I wrote. Here's my number. Let's hang out sometime, Cactus Boy. Because we were talking about how much I appreciated cactuses, and we kind of. I no, thought we had no, a moment we were over not it. talking about how you appreciated cacti. Cacti, by the way. Cacti. Okay, we weren't talking about that. You just decided that you appreciated cacti. Well, well you had. I, you I had, had bought two cact, little cacti. Right. And I and I the tray that she brought the check on was perfect for holding these cacti, and I needed a tray for that. And you also had a crush on her. So it was a twofer. So I, on the one hand, I was asking about the cacti tray. Asking her if it's for sale, which is a bizarre thing to begin with, I recognize. And then you go ahead and tell her it's for your two little cacti. Well, you said, she's like, what are you going to use this for? And you go, oh, he's got two little cacti. <laughs> which was not the best wing mom thing you could have done. I was trying to, you know, establish some sort of connection. Well, I still gave her my number later on. And, and she uh, never needless called. to say, she never called. Anyway. But we're getting a little off track. So very back off track. To- so back to Adina. So Adina does this in front of her son. And so... I'm, I've always been fascinated because she gets a mixed bag of reviews when she and comments when she does this. I don't think she cares. I don't think she cares what people think, and that's what's such a cool, cool turn on about her, too. Can I read one of the captions yeah, of this? Yeah. So she writes, Okay, so a guy under my last post commented that I am a new kind of disgusting because I am in underwear in front of my little baby boy. Like, for reals? Now for the haters out there, let me tell you something even more crazy. We sit in the bathtub naked. We sleep naked. We brush our teeth naked. I explained to him everything about breasts, penises, and vaginas. Straightforward, no talk around the bush. This little so boy, to speak. Yeah, this little boy is so educated on so many topics most guys don't know until they are 30 years old and older. He will treat his body and the body of any woman like a diamond with honor and reverence. All these people telling me I'm disgusting for being so open are those who need my love, compassion, and understanding the most, for they have received it the least. I love you. XOXO, Adina. I have shivers. I'm telling you. She, how would you have that kind of wisdom? She is wise. I mean, but you have a very different approach. You would never dance around in your underwear in front of me. I would never be in a bathtub with you. I'm not asking you to do that for the record, but I'm just <laughs> saying that it is a very different culture. It's a completely different lifestyle. It's, it's, she's just a, a very... Uh, she marches to her own beat. Oh, yeah. and But but the messages, I think, are very cool. I mean, even if you don't get all the way to the point where she is... I mean, I have friends that go on like vacations to like nude beaches with their sons and walk around topless all the time in front of their son. And I said to my phone, one friend... 
Are you, what does he, is he comfortable with that? She goes, if he's not, then he doesn't need to come with me. Look at that. I mean, I, this is just one part of the conversation, but I, I think that exemplifies her, you know, her, her willingness to, to do things her own way and not care what society tells her. Right. And she's also so open about her relationship with the father of her child. And you're going to find out a ton in this interview. So if you're interested in sensuality and intimacy, this one is for you. In fact, I had a clown character that I needed to play that was, it was a very sexy character. And uh, I basically watched a lot of her videos and tried to channel her as much as possible. How'd that work for you? It was one of my favorite bits to do. Really? Yes. I was a sex beast. I got a lot of laughs and I don't think it was necessarily a compliment. Um, I wanted to read a review. Oh, please do. So we love when you guys leave us reviews on iTunes. This is the way that we can get more listeners, more cool guests. So please do so. We wanted to thank this person, Sam Lover 3000 for leaving a review with a subject line from I'm Sorry Dad to Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm Sorry Dad podcast is another awesome podcast that we collabed with. They said, I'm in love with this podcast. I discovered this podcast through another, and honestly, it's become my favorite podcast to listen to with my roommate. We both are pretty shy about talking about sex and things related to it, so this podcast has really made us more comfortable talking about it. I'm so glad I listened. I decided to listen, and I cannot wait to hear more. I love that. A little cat smiley little, face. Thank you, little cat smiley face person. Um, that's very sweet, and I like that we when we collab with people that, that we get their listeners and they get our listeners, so it's nice, and I'm sorry, Dad, is a really, really funny um I really funny podcast. I also love that this is making you more com- comfortable talking about things that you typically would be shy to talk about. Which uh, Adina absolutely doesn't have any problem talking about. And in fact, um, I think you're going to learn a lot. And as a matter of fact, if you really like this, we also did uh, another section for our Patreon page members. And so that if you want to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. And you'll get the rest of the the interview with Adina. Yeah. Direct from Bali. Direct from Bali. Uh, there was one last thing I wanted to talk about. And that would be the stickers. Nope. That would be our Instagram live. Nope. That would be, we do Instagram live streams now, you guys. So sign up on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. You'll, you'll be able to participate in these live streams, which we have been finding are very amusing. I've remembered. What? It's the fact that if you want to open up the conversation with us and give us your perspective on sensuality and intimacy give us a text or a voicemail leave us a voicemail at yes text mom that's our number we would love to hear from you we talk about it every week i don't know how i forgot that anyway enjoy this with adina who this has been three years in the making and we love chatting with her and let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the little prancing bambies oh yeah she calls everyone bambi by the way Uh uh-huh stay tuned Adina, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thanks so much, guys. We super are super stoked, super excited. We are so excited to have you. This has been a long time coming. We've been trying back and forth for so many. I think it's been years since we've been trying to get you on the show, and because you live in Bali, uh, it's been hard to connect. But now we got gotcha. you. Yes. You know, and I'm here all for you. <laughs> Thank you. You are such a, a paradox in my mind. When I see your Instagram videos or, or pictures, I'm like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is just an influencer having the best time of her life, showing wonderful things. 
And then I read the comment and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not just some just a pretty woman. You're not just thirst trapping. Thirst trapping. <laughs> <laughs> so this, there's something very profound here that you're sharing with the world. Uh, and and it's, it's this amazing duality that you have going on. I watched you draw a story of your life, and I was so t- I was so touched. I didn't even get to the end of it because we were about to interview you. But man, you had a rough time in your childhood. Yeah, and this duality that you guys are perceiving from my YouTube videos or from my Instagram posts, it comes also exactly from my childhood, where I have experienced a lot of duality as well, and. In saying that, I have experienced a childhood where I have received a lot of attention from men, uh, from boys back then that liked me very much. And on the other side, I have been bullied like crazy by the female counterpart, by Mm. women. Um, And because I was so young and I had no one to talk to about this, I took the negative information that I received, the negative responses from the women that I have received much more strongly in than the positive feedback I received from men. Um, and I defined myself as a young girl, as not being good enough, as, as being not beautiful enough, because that's what I heard from the girls. So that Which was, was all jealousy. Really, it, exactly, but no one told me back then that this could be jealousy. I just received very negative feedback, very negative bullying, not just verbally, but also physically. Um, there were like a lot of really mean stories that I still keep deep inside my body. And it's very hard for me to forget these experiences. It is, but it's traumatizing. It also, absolutely, like I think bullying is one of the worst things that can happen for the mind. Hmm. Because we think we are okay because we still can function in everyday life. But there is so much holding us back on a mental level. And I think this is a huge part of what has shaped me into the woman that I am today. So I do like my physical appearance, but I'm also very, um, I'm also very sensitive. I'm very careful of how I put myself out there. I don't want to be overly sexual. I don't want to be overly, you know, in my femininity, I want to inherit all of it somehow to not offend anyone also. Hmm. Because I know that back then, one of the biggest things was that a lot of women felt or girls felt very offended by just who I was. And I couldn't understand why, because I didn't seek for any attention from boys back then. You're just a young girl, right? When you grow up and you want to do your thing and you don't expect that there's like so many people having a problem with you just by you being you. Well, I, I can just tell the listeners out there that you are one of the most beautiful women that I think ever has walked the face of this earth. Oh, you're, on the you, side. I'm not <laughs> it, inside and out. You know, just the beauty just resonates from you. I, I told Cam, I feel like we're talking to a unicorn. Well, wow, you, thank you, you so much. Well, you said earlier, my mom was just, we were, we were very excited to have you on the show and you were like i have seen so many people out there who take you know scantily clad uh pictures nude pictures but there's some some a a way that you're able to express yourself 
that it doesn't come off. What was the word that you described? Sexual or, or pornographic. Right. So it just it's like the yeah. when you dance, it's like a freedom. You're just you're sharing your spirit with people. You don't care what people think. I w- it seems like that as far as like how how what you're wearing. You're running around naked, and <laughs> and and anybody else running around naked, people are like, what the hell is that slut doing? But it doesn't. Come yeah. up, it's such a different tone when you do it it's just it's just a a freedom that you that you emanate unfortunately a lot of our listeners might not know your your work yet Mm. so i i think we need to dive in a little bit to explain the the approach you have the message that you're trying to get out to the world so what which did you find to be the most popular video or the question (laughs) that is your your most often asked Well, that's pretty easy to say. The funny thing is, no matter what place I go to in this world, I always meet people who follow either the YouTube channel or my tiny secrets. And the video people always refer me to or ask me about is always the video about the black hole. So about anal sex. Oh, wow. Our show that is also the most commonly asked question. Lately, but it hasn't been, was it initially or just lately? It's been always this video. It's been it's not the video that's been watched the most, but it's the video that I get asked about the most. And honestly, I think also that the topic of anal pleasure is something that is, you know, getting more popularity these days. It's and and, and you know what I realized? I also realized that it's the way we speak about certain things. If the way the terminology we use for certain sexual acts also that helps people to speak about it. So I realized that we have to create a language sometimes that helps people to speak about certain sexual activities without feeling ashamed about them. So what- And this is, this is what I try to do in every video. I don't know if you realize that, if you watch some of my videos, but I always try to come up with new words that would help people not to feel, you know, the shame that people used to feel about when you say, speak just of anal sex. Okay. Yeah. So, right. The word itself, people feel ashamed to oftentimes say, or people feel ashamed to say vagina, or they feel ashamed to say penis. So if you help them to like create a new word that they can more easily say, because it's more fresh, it's more dope, it's more cool, you know, then I I figured that people are more open to speak about such things. So, So what do you call anal sex? I th- I think ah I called it star sex exactly in the video I called it star <laughs> sex star sex that's awesome yes is that because the anus looks like a star <laughs> well the whole video is around um, the theme of um, S- Star Wars so, oh that's hilarious so and in the video itself we also speak about entering the black hole now and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how we created Star Sex. <laughs> you do it hysterical. so innocently, and it, it sounds it, it's it's. I don't know how you do it. You're very talented. That's why you went viral because you're talented. So <laughs> thank you. Your approach to sexuality tends, or to sex in general. Okay, I'll back up and say it's one thing that you should know about us is that our first video was very well received that my mom and I did, and the pr- kind of the premise of it was that we are looking for two completely different things uh, when it comes to sex. My mom, you were saying, uh, I I think I was like, okay, you're so so you're a fan of casual sex. And and you said, well, I'm just a, I'm a fan of sex in general. Are you not a fan of proponent of sex? And I say, no, I just, 
I, you know, I just want there to be, in, and then you cut me off and you say, you want spiritual sex. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I want spiritual sex. Okay, fine. I'm a big spiritual sex fiend. So <laughs> you, you seem to have this same sort of uh, desire or uh, preference. Is, am, I, am I speaking, is that correct? Or You mean if I have a preference for spiritual sex? Yeah, if you if you do you have a certain type of sex that you're looking to have? Oh my gosh, no, not at all. Oh, Honestly, interesting. You're crushing Cam all. here. You're crushing him. <laughs> he yes, was, no. He was hoping you're going to no. go. Yes, I I need a deep spiritual connection. We look into each other's eyes, and we never. We, <laughs> <laughs> no, my oh my gosh! If I would look for a certain type of of sexual experience. I would totally take away all the magic of sexuality, no? Like, um, if, I mean, like, the, the sex, sexual, great sexual experience happens in the moment, and you cannot define it before that sexual moment. I feel like, for me, the most important thing is to be really there and present in my body. And if it unfolds to be casual sex, if it unfolds to be rough and 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 wild sex if it unfolds to be spiritual sex i'm open to all of that the thing is i'm open i so i'm not limiting myself to it has to be very spiritual and i have to look someone all the time deeply into the eyes and our breasts have to connect and you know it's like for me sex is always spiritual it has always been spiritual it's just that people forget about it but carnal sex can be a spiritual a spiritual sex you know what I'm saying? Sometimes book. I feel like spiritual sex, like people, that what people call tantra, is less spiritual sometimes to me than people who innocently have sex from heart to heart. You know what I'm saying? Yes, totally. yes. So, so, so I, I guess we're not, so I'm not using the correct terminology here. Basically, I, I have, I, it, for me, it's very challenging to have sex with someone who I don't feel, who I don't trust, who I don't connect with emotionally. And whereas for some some of my friends, it's basically, oh, this person is attractive. They have a hole that I would like my penis to go into. And that's and for me, that's like a very challenging thing to bring myself to do. And so that's why she calls me out for saying I want a spiritual connection with someone, basically because I want any sort of connection with someone before having sex with them. Uh, and so just for our listeners, I, I am I'm down <laughs> for fucking, you know, if it becomes like, a, a quickie or a rough sex or or, or more like in emotionally engaged sex that's fine so long as the person i'm i'm at, i'm having sex with is actually i'm connected with right this is this is the big yes. difference well like i'm okay with fantasizing about george clooney while i'm having sex and cam is not okay with that i, I maybe because he's yes. not into george clooney <laughs> <laughs> no i think that for for me presence is very important and and to be and i haven't gotten to the extent of having so much sex with someone that i start needing the fantasy to start you know perpetuating it you know um yes <clears throat> well, first of all, I want to say that this is very beautiful what you just expressed and shared, especially coming from a man. Um, oh, you're killing him now. <laughs> no, but really, it is. Oh, my gosh. Like, usually it's the opposite way, totally. right? But it is only the opposite because men have a hard time to be so much in their vulnerability and expressing it the way you just expressed it. So that's a really beautiful thing. And um, to explain more deeply what I 
exp what I said before about sexual experiences. So I'm coming from a place where I decided for myself, for my body, that I would only have sexual experiences. And by this, I mean really intercourse with people who I really have a deep connection with. So my entire life, I can say that I never had one night stands. I never had like any non um, connective sex Wow. So it is it is something that is very, very important for me. And the main reason is a bit selfish. It is because I honor and value my body so much. Hmm. Um, I think, Pam, and you're I don't the same thing though, no? You, that's why you're so in need of making sure everyone is safe in terms of, you know, no, no diseases and Yeah, I wonder it, though if it if it so the way she's spinning it is like, you know, she's she loves her body so much that it only deserves you know, someone who really is going to cherish it. It's that was my interpretation. Whereas mine might be more fear driven, which is like, uh. you know, I don't want to get mm. an STD. I don't want to get someone pregnant. I don't want to be with someone who oh. might inadvertently uh, react in a way that I'm like, oh God, that's going to, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, there's a variety of, yes. there are a variety of risks when you have sex with someone that you don't really know. Yes, I understand that. Well, um, I can say that probably I was, when I was younger, I was also coming from a place of, well, I wouldn't say a place of fear, but I did come from abuse. So maybe that abuse also helped me when I was 17, that abuse happened, helped me in a way to treasure my body in a different way. Wow. And to only wish to share it with someone who really honors it. it right yeah. and it just feels so much better for me because because i i do believe that i'm spiritually quite connected to myself however i don't like that word spiritual okay because i think it's been overused these days mm. um but i i feel that sex only gives me something if there is an emotional bond or else i may i might feel empty and depleted afterwards. And it's just something that I really, really don't want to feel. And besides that, I love to build my own sexual energy. So I don't right away have to have sex. I did have a lot of stuff going on with men. I played a lot. I tried a lot of things out. But you don't always need to have sex, right? You don't need to have intercourse. So I did play a lot. And I yeah. had a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, everything else a lot but. of experiences. Exactly. And, and, and honestly, like, for me, intercourse is something that I do only wish to share with something who someone who really honors me and who wants to maybe stay with me longer i guess this is kind of a silly question but is this something that you see as a general problem for for people that you know their their willingness to have sex that is not as emotionally integrated or connected or is this just your preferences and everyone can do their teach their own Absolutely. Totally. I think we are also different. We all have different journeys. I'm very aware of the fact that I'm coming from a situation that probably led me to acting and behaving sexually the way I do. Um, and you know what? If if someone feels that they like to have casual sex, if someone feels they they want to have more sexual partners, you know, I'm so open to that. And I think everybody needs to honor their own journey. And one of the things that I do like to share the most with the people who are who are, who are liking my content or following me is that 
you have to own your journey and who you are. There is no right or wrong in this world. And one of the worst things is if the Bible tells you you have to do it like this, if religion tells you you have to do it like that, if people, your mom or your dad tells you you have to do it like this. No, because we have our own journey. Do you hear and that? there's nothing wrong with <laughs> the journey we, 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 we go on, you know? And, and that's one of the most important things. The only thing that needs to be right is how we feel inside. If, there feel, is there, if there's anything that doesn't feel right inside of us with the things, the way we are pursuing our life, then, you know, then we need to change something. But that's the only reason we need to change something. Yeah, I think it's, for me, it's always, this whole, you know, the whole podcast has kind of been an exploration of uh, different opinions about sex, where sex fits into my life, who do I choose to have sex with, and the type of sex. And they're always, you know, part of that, curiosity comes with a doubt that I can trust my own instincts. And I kind of, I, I, I will give this an analogy sometimes about blue cheese. When I first tried blue cheese, I fucking hated it. And, and I was like, oh God, this is the worst cheese. I don't know how anyone could even have this cheese. And then over like years of, of slowly trying blue cheese, now I, I love at least some sorts of blue cheese. You like blue cheese stuffed olives. And I martini. love blue cheese stuffed <laughs> olives. And so then I'm like, well, maybe, maybe this other approach to sex, more com- completely more casual, casual sex, and, and that's less emotionally integrated, is is something similar to blue cheese. And that, and I don't necessarily know. <laughs> well, I think what Adina is saying is that it's it has to do with her own. Um, upbringing and what the traumas that happened to her, her life and how she operates in terms of protecting her body, her body and mind. Yeah. And yes, you know, so I think that differentiates between everyone has a different story. Right. And yes, I always absolutely. say like, if you have a really good, like I, I felt like I had a really good breaking of my virginity story and that set me on a course for really just loving sex. And then I didn't have to be, I would, I wouldn't, I didn't have many uh, one night stands, but I did have like friends that I had sex with that was really good. And maybe that's all I needed. I didn't, you know, I I could have more of a casual relationship with sex just because I enjoyed it so much. Absolutely. And why not? I mean, like sex is there to enjoy our body, our physicality. It's one of the greatest ways to actually enjoy our physicality because you don't need any other thing but yourself to enjoy it, right? And so I, I see nothing wrong with that. And I think it's very unfair if people judge others for having more sexual partners, for having more frequent sex than maybe others have, for having casual sex. It's up to everyone to choose the path they want to choose. The only thing I think we need to, to make sure of is responsibility. Uh, and, and by this, I mean for our sexual health and what we are giving to or how we are interacting sexually with other people. Right. Now you're with Oliver, your yes. longtime partner. Do you guys have an open relationship in terms of sex or is it just monogamy? No, we are transitioning since years into our, uh, I don't want to call it open relationship, free relationship. I made a video also on that, on free relationship, um, because simply because open relationship is not the right term for me. Um, but yeah, I've been in a relationship with Oliver since 15 years. Um, I came from a, from a world where people told me that monogamy is the only way to have a relationship. So I never questioned whether this would be the right approach or not. It just was. 
And I felt guilty as fuck when I constantly love to explore other men, other women in this relationship. And during the first years with Oliver, I cheated, I lied. I did all the shit that people would say is mean, is unfair. You know, I was always a black sheep in the relationship. And yet I felt still a purity inside of me and an innocence in all of that that told me there's nothing wrong with who you are, Adina. It's just just embrace yourself and speak up for yourself. And it was a long, lonely journey for me. Because you never talked for, about it with him? Ex for, in the first years, yes, I never talked with him. I never talked to anyone because I felt so bad because Oliver is such an angel. He's just such an amazing man. Since 15 years, all he actually desires is me. And in like that, on that road, on that road, I, dis I discovered that there is certain people who feel stability in a relationship and it's one partner is totally enough. And then there are people who do love to explore more. And this is the kind of person that I am. And usually people come together in a relationship where one is more like Oliver and one is more like Adina. And this is what's leading to problems because no one talks with anyone about these challenges in a relationship. Right. And I've come to a point where I can openly and freely speak about everything we have gone through because we are at the point at the moment in our lives, in our relationship, where we have talked about everything, we have explored almost everything Oliver has gone through. The craziest experiences, the worst <laughs> nightmares, <laughs> you know, all the things he told himself, I never want to have in my relationship. All of these things happened in this relationship. <laughs> So, but that's how he learns too what he likes and what he doesn't like. Absolutely, and that's also what he discovered. And um, and I think it was just really, really important that I spoke up for myself. And we are now at the point uh, where we do explore with other people. Just yesterday, Oliver called me and he said he met with a girl in Croatia because he's still in Croatia, and they had a beautiful experience of just being close together and. You know, I felt very empowered in hearing that because I knew that it was doing good for him. And he knows as well that I had been for a longer period with another man as well. And I needed to make this experience for myself because this man was entirely different than Oliver. And, you know, he nourished me in different ways. And I always say we become a different person with each person that we meet in our life. Now, that mm -hmm. might be a friend, that might be a parent or that might be a lover. And me, I'm just so curious about life, yeah? <laughs> I'm just so passionate about life that I need to explore. But Oliver, however, is my partner, my life partner. And, and uh, I really honor that and cherish that. And I have a strong commitment also for this relationship. I'd like to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Clone A Willy. Clone it and bone it. I said clone it and bone it. Aside from the little rap song we got going on here, I want to talk about clone a willy. A way that you can make a replica of your partner's dick. And then you could take that and put a little, there's a little vibrator port that you put inside and you have a vibrating dick. And now they have the clone a pussy plus sleeve kit, which allows you to make a silicone replica of a pussy. Put it on a sleeve and fuck it. Oh, so God. you can you can fuck your partner's vulva instead of some randos. Also, by the way, if you don't have a partner, 
these are really just do-it-yourself craft kits. So you can go to the grocery oh, store. Oh, here we go with the you cucumbers. You get yourself a cucumber. You get yourself, I don't know, whatever, whatever phallic shape or or... Maybe you can make it a, a vulva, you know, I don't know, maybe a tomato or peach would work. I don't know what the A fuck. peach might work. You, you make a silicone replica and you fuck the shit out of that peach. All right. Can I say something? Yes. You went down the vegetable route again. I just thought we'd talk about the... It's a very fun experience to yeah. spice up your Valentine's Day. It is fun. And you know what? I don't want to hear about all these people that are bored anymore. If you're, if you're bored in your marriage, you want to try new stuff, this is what you're going to want to try. Your partner is going to love that you thought of them and it was like... Yeah. I love you so much. I want to fuck you when you're not even here. And we've both done this. We've uh, not together, but we've both. And made I have not fucked my mother's clone of pussy for the record. No, but they are so much fun to do with partners or by yourself. Also in time for Valentine's Day, they have new bundles. I love these bundles. They include all these great things like vibrators, truth or dare, sexy cards, toy cleaners, lubes, cock rings, at a huge <laughs> discount for Valentine's Day. So go to clonawilly.com, enter promo code mom you will get 20% off your entire order. And let us know how you like it. Clonawilly.com and your promo code mom. And you have a beautiful son who I follow on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, how good is that? Yes, he's just starting on Instagram. I hope not too much yet. No, no. I just liked he said I'm with my crazy parents or something like that. It was cute. Yes, yes, yes. And it's also, we have a very open and loving relationship, Jonah and I. We, I, I, I so love to see him grow into a young man. I mean, he's only eight now, but we already speak about all the intimate parts and how to take care of them Good and what you. it means to be with a girl. You know, he's still very shy to talk about this topic, but, you know, I mean, I, I walk around naked all the time around him and people always ask, like, why would you walk around naked around your son and you're sexualizing yourself in front of him? But the truth is what I'm experiencing with him is absolutely the opposite of it. He's not sexualizing me in any way. He's not <laughs> even realizing that he is naked because we're here in Bali, so... He runs all all uh, all day naked around, and I run naked around, and Oliver runs naked around, and so it becomes <laughs> the most natural thing, right? It's just like tribes, African tribes, yeah, or even in Indonesian tribes, they would also run around naked all the time. There's nothing wrong with having your intimate parts out in the sunlight. Actually, it's very good. <laughs> it's very good. Cam, Cam, you would not like if I walk, run around naked in front of you. I'm assuming. Actually, I think. I think growing up, your um, in our house, it was very, it would be very taboo to show any nudity, uh, to in front of anyone else at a certain age. At a certain age, probably hmm. very young, right? You, you you like okay, so you're five and a half years older than your younger brother, and you guys would all take t- showers together, and I don't, yeah, I've stopped. Uh, Checking out your parts for uh, after about five years old, I think. At that yeah, point. and actually, yes. I recently. But that's cultural. That's the way we were taught. When you're not supposed to be naked in front of your but get this, family members. get this. So there is a Korean spa near me that is like the most relaxing place in all of Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. re- recently, I pushed my brother to go with his friends. So he, they all went. And in the Korean spa, you have to get completely naked with a bunch of strangers, mm-hmm. including the friends you go with. And I remember the first several times I went, I it was like a freaking rush to get naked in front of other people 
because I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this is something I would never do. I'm never comfortable with showing this to anyone. And I think that's probably because of the way it was treated in our house growing up. I don't it, know. I told you my sec- my my secret on Yelp is they say but what say something that no one would know about you and my secret is I love being naked. Well, I think <laughs> I think that this that there is something you know, it becomes this wild thing if it's so taboo in a, in a household growing up. So there is a freedom to be I, anyway, I encourage my brother to go to this Korean spa because I I think it's a very important experience to have to be naked in front of other people and to allow them to accept you in that way. And I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, so the first time I reached out to you was actually because I saw you post in response to these people telling, like making comments about how you were naked or se- being sexual in front of your son. And I was like, oh shit, you got to come on. I mean, we have a podcast called Sex Talk with my mom. And one of the things I battle with is expressing my sexuality on the show. And to, to even express desire for someone in front of my mom is terrifying. But he does it all the time. No, I do not do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I must say, I really, really love the way you two are interacting with each other. It's it's also something that is very inspiring. And especially seeing where you guys are coming from. You're, you're from America. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never really been to America except for YouTube conferences in L.A. But most of my followers are from the United States and the way I am perceiving American people is that they are the most um, inhibited about their sexuality. They have the biggest challenges when it comes to embracing their naked body. And um, I really love that you also just acknowledged that your fear or your wish for your children not to be naked from a certain age onwards was based on your uh, your cultural upbringing. Totally. And I think that's very important to acknowledge that because then things can actually shift because the moment you step out of the United States and you go to places like Scandinavia or even Germany, you realize that people are entirely different with the with nudity for example i just came from finland in finland it's the most normal thing to go to sauna and be naked with total strangers it's just the most normal thing <laughs> you're then running around naked in the snow <laughs> yes <laughs> and even in germany i grew up uh with nude beaches they were all around us so they, they were strangers and people from all ages and all upbringings everybody naked at the beach and as when I was 14, I remember that it was quite, um, I felt quite uncomfortable at times. But I think now looking back, it was the best experience ever for me because it, it just helped me to embrace my body during a time, the time of puberty, where it was super important for me actually to connect with my body instead of covering it all the time and having people tell me there's something wrong with you being naked and you have to be, you know, scared because every man is going to sexualize you and then you might get some really bad experiences and such things Mm. and none of this has actually ever happened i mean yes when i was 17 but that was a whole completely different story wow Uh, you know i appreciate how and at least on um on your social media and your youtube so often i see uh people with a lot of followers posting just only the best highlights of their life 
where and it makes people obviously feel very inadequate and like they're missing out and you know they should why aren't they happy mm-hmm. all the time i was in the gym today thinking i should be dancing like adina and, <laughs> and you know while you show definitely that, that you're enjoying life and having fun there have also been times that you've you've woken up and or you've shown a story that's like i'm kind of in the dumps today or yeah. you know these are the problems or the ups and downs i'm having with oliver and yes. that's a pretty uh, remarkable thing. Very vulnerable. Yeah. Do you, is, does it? How do you feel when you? What pushed you to to put those videos out? Uh, again, I can bring it back to my own story, um, and the way certain, like the way social media made me feel during the last years, because I think it it it's an like an epidemic that's more and more people out there coaches influencers youtubers have the feeling that um they have to show out there a certain type of personality that got them successful and then they have to stick to that Mm. one little part of their personality because they want to be liked now that's one of the most fundamental things of our human beingness right we want to be liked we want to be appreciated we want to be seen now, the problem with social media is that on social media, you usually get um, exposed for a certain trait. So if you follow certain YouTubers or influencers, you will see that they have a certain characteristic. Some of them are funny. Others are, uh, you know, they talk about sexuality and others, they, they are comedians and others are athletes. But the truth is that this is just a tiny, tiny, tiny right, part of who right. they truly are, right? Hmm. I mean, we humans, we have so many facets to ourselves. And the truth is that no matter how enlightened you are, no matter how eloquent and smart you are, you will still go through the highs and lows of life. So no coach out there can ever tell me that they have all figured it figured it out. I at times it you out. might have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, at times you might think that we have figured it out certain aspects of our life, and then something else hits you again, and life hits you right in your face, right between your eyes, and and you get totally smashed to the floor. And I think that it's so important to share these aspects as well, because only then, if I share all of me, first of all, only then can I really truthfully be happy with myself and not have the feeling that I have to be a certain type of person only to be liked and acknowledged. And also it helps other people who are following me to embrace all of who they are and not constantly have to think, oh, I have to be a certain type of person to be liked and to be happy in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not what I want. I want that people are capable to embrace their sadness, to embrace their depressive sides, to embrace all of who they are. That's so important. And only if we do that can we actually start to become more happy and fulfilled in our lives. Do you have any um, teachers or inspiration that kind of shapes your thought or is it basically based on your own experience? Mm, I'm a big fan of looking at my own life and learning from myself. But a huge inspiration, I must say, is my partner, is Oliver. Hmm. He has always been because he's so entirely different uh, from me. He's a Libra. I'm an Aries. Oh, um, man. I'm a Libra. Oh, wow. And, yes. and so, Aries is the opposite. So that's interesting. And you're an Aries, exactly. which is so perfect for you because that's the childlike sign of the Zodiac, the, the one that tests everything, the, no, the new... The newest sign of the zodiac. I love that you're in Aries. It's, it fits you perfectly. Yes, and actually Libra and uh, Aries 
get along very, very well together because they are so different and right. because they see life so differently. So this combination of star signs has a huge potential for growth and evolution and development, actually. So um, Oliver is one inspiration in my life. And I must say there is one book that has inspired me tremendously. And it is the all the three books of Conversations with God um which speak i mean the title might not resonate with everybody but it speaks about life in so many beautiful ways and in that also about sexuality and relationships um in a very relatable way so this book has has been with me for many many years and i get back to it whenever i feel that hmm. have I you need. have you read the four agreements yes i have also read the four agreements also a very beautiful book yes you know, I'm asked a lot why there there's like a strong overlap between people who have a strong spiritual sense or, or interest in spirituality with people that are also sex positive into sexuality. Like, why is there such an overlap in between? And I know you don't love the term spiritual, but say connection. Do you have do you have an answer for why that would be? For why there there would be an overlap in spirituality and sexuality? Yes. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious because sexuality is spirituality. That's why the ancients developed some such a thing as Tantra. The Taoists speak about uh, sexuality since, what, 3,000, 4,000 years? Since they've written all the books about sexuality and used sexuality for empowerment, for creativity. Mahatma Gandhi did the same. He used his sexual energy to generate more creativity and a lot of, I think... Uh, who Edison, I think he did the same. He used sexual energy to create more creativity. Um, so it's been a huge, that's, that has been a topic since ages, since ages. And for me personally, on my journey, I can say that there is a lot of spirituality to my sexuality, but I like it the most actually if it's innocent. So every time I went to a Tantra workshop, I felt less spiritual <laughs> than if when I would, than when I would just, let my sexuality develop naturally you know if i would just tune into myself and go with the rhythm and the flow and the groove of my body while i was mingling and merging with a partner mm, so mm. um it, it, for me i'm at a point where i love to explore rather myself versus learning too much from other people now i've read all these books about uh. multi-orgasmic women multi-orgasmic men you name it you know you you have probably also read all these books or at least you know of these books and it's beautiful to get the knowledge to get the facts but they don't do anything for you if you don't explore it yourself mm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um yeah, so for me, there is a natural uh, correlation between sexuality and spirituality. It's always there. Where do you see yourself, like when you're my age, because I just turned 60, where do you see yourself as far as your evolution? Oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to turn 60, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it is for you. It would be interesting because so many women your age say that sexuality only gets better as they get older. Hmm. Um, um, I could say that that may be 40s and 50s. I'm not sure about people saying that in their 60s and 70s. So it'll be interesting. Okay. But maybe okay. I can't see you ever not exploring your sexuality. If you're 95 years old, you'll probably still be dancing around <laughs> naked. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yes. No, absolutely. The thing is also, um, and I think I saw one post of you as well, where you 
express that there's such a thing as ageism where people mm-hmm. talk about being mean with others about getting older, right. which is the funniest thing ever for me. <laughs> I think it's also a very cultural thing. It's it happens a lot, I think, in the United States. Oh yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, heard of this as much as from people uh, who live in the United States. You look good for um, your age. That's what I get. You look good for your age. <laughs> Yeah, Thanks. I, I, think, I look good for a, a, a withered up reason. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think honestly, I wanted to make an article about that as well, possibly as a video, because who are like we're the funniest, most disconnected creatures. We live in an age where we are so disconnected that we are making fun of the people who have gathered all the wisdom actually yeah, in this life. That's a who good way of putting we, it. Who are we youngsters to do that? I mean, we are discard- we are we are disempowering ourselves by doing that. The reason there are so many depressed young people, the reason there are so many disoriented young people is because we have no wisdom anymore in, in this world. We have no older people, elder people who, who give us direction anymore, as it used to be in tribes again. You're what right, I you're right. Before. And it's so and we're so disrespected as women. Uh, absolutely which that is you, why so disres- I feel uh, part of my mission is to show that women can be sexy and when they get older they, they you don't just turn into a grandma yes and I think that's so important and beautiful that you are doing it and actually stepping up that's also why I'm respecting Esther Perel as much for uh, she's also I think 59 now and she has this beautiful childlike innocent spirit also around her uh, in also speaking about relationship and sexuality at her age, which is amazing. And I'm, I'm referring here at her age because there's not many at the moment in the online world uh, who are the, at around the age of 60 who are speaking about this kind of topic. So it's really beautiful and important that people are doing it. And I want to, again, say that it's so important that we have respect for people who are older than us because not all of them have more have gathered more wisdom, but a lot of them have, and we can learn from them. And I wish I would have people in my life who are like really in my in my life right here in Bali, who I can talk to who are older than me, who can help me through my relationship challenges or my challenges in everyday life. Mm. Yeah, I don't have any like older people that I could go to that would be able to influence me and in, in, in teach me hmm. about yes. being sexy older. There's just, I, I think... Myself and a few others are out there, and we actually just interviewed someone today um, who is also an, an influencer and also likes to express herself sexually. Yes. You know, one. this is also getting me thinking, I kind of identify with this as well. Uh, ironically, you wouldn't expect this for a man to say he's, his trouble accessing his sexuality, but I don't see many tra- people who I respect many men who who kind of harness their sexuality in a way that I am like, oh, I wish I could be more like them. And what you were saying earlier about um, where spirituality and sexuality overlap, it being such a creative force, I, I, that resonated with me because recently I went to like a, a burlesque show and mm-hmm. it, where the people on stage were not there. It wasn't like a strip club where people like, were just stripping to make money. It was a situation where they wanted to express themselves and show this as an art form. And I left buzzing. I was like, 
I had so much energy in me that I was like, oh, Mm. you know, clearly there's some, there's like a a creative force here that can be tapped into if you're willing to go there. And then I was like, well, this would be a very challenging thing. I started considering if I should do pole dancing. And then I was like, well, eh, I don't know if it's going to do the same exact thing for me. But I'm curious if you have any advice for men trying to access their sexuality. Um, who, where should they look? Where should I look? Well, <laughs> Where's Oliver? First of all, you. you, you <laughs> now Oliver is still on his own journey, so. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I assume you would also have some really interesting stories. I mean, he learned a lot during the last couple of years. But first of all, uh, again, let me tell you, I, I think you totally hit the spot. Um, the, the the right point because you already understood or you already felt by going to such a show to such an event that there is such a thing that you can be stimulated sexually without actually receiving any touch or having a partner to mm. exchange your sexuality with and I think that's one the first step and you're already on your way you don't need any any particular practices I think because this is what you have to cultivate now more you have to go more to to places and do more things with your body or expose yourself to more shows such as these and then see how do they affect you sensually or sexually hmm. and then and then tune more into that feeling that's all it is that's all what i'm doing that's why i'm saying always that i don't need that much sex because i nourish myself sexually every day and i do that by dancing i do that by sitting naked in my garden or i don't even have to sit naked in my garden i can just sit out there and the wind the wind now it might seem very crazy but the wind itself is sexual sensual oh, wow. nature itself is very sensual you know if you if you take a walk through the park and you really tune into your body, you're not tuning into what you're seeing, but you tune into your body and you feel how the wind touches you, you smell the air, then this is a sense of experience and that you have to expand on. That's why Mahatma Gandhi, he was not having sex for a long period of his life, but he would, now this is something very controversial, but he would lay next to younger women not touch them, not do anything, but sleep next to them or lay next to them to nourish him. Hmm. To get to sexually aroused, but not do anything. Exactly, exactly. But not really getting fully aroused, but just nourishing him with this like attraction that might he might be feeling. And then he would go on about his life. Hmm. And this is what a lot of people would be doing. Now, the thing is also, it's very crucial. That's what I experienced from my own body is to build this energy up for a while. The longer you do that and you do not release your sexual fluids in that phase, oh the boy. more you're going to feel it. Oh, boy. Oh, interesting. 21-day so, masturbation challenge. It's back. It's back. <laughs> Cam, oh, my God. Cam went through that before. You know, what's interesting is that Cam goes to these um, silent retreats. And uh-huh. first thing, when he ever, whenever he comes back, he's like, I got very sexually aroused. Wow. <laughs> so I think that he's you know, kind of doing that it, when he goes there. I don't think it's a... Sexual arouse make it, makes it sound like I'm just getting boners all the time when I'm over there, which is not the case. And, and it was not, yeah. I, I don't even think I was erect when I was sitting and watching this burlesque show. But there is something about, there's like an energy that. I, it's in, a sexual tension kind of thing. Yeah, there's, it's, it's, it literally feels like, like a life force. I know that's like the most cliche thing to say, but it, there's like an, it, it is a, like a, an energy like a battery pack that that is put on me then when oh when tapping into this right 
so beautiful. I, I just love to listen to you when you express those things. You're so naturally attuned already to your to your sensuality and sexual energy as a man. And this is so beautiful to hear Aww. because this is one of the greatest issues for men. I've been saying that before, but hearing you speak like this and witness and experience yourself like this is so beautiful. You are one of those men of the next generation actually inspiring young men these days that there is that it's okay to tune into that i would call it more feminine part of yourself where you experience where you allow yourself to feel and to experience that's also one reason the reason that so many men cannot fully experience a fulfilling sex life is because they are not acknowledging their feminine side and the feminine side is the side that helps you to feel more mm. and so when you talk about these experiences going to this show and feeling that your batteries are being charged up again, that you're feeling sensually aroused. That is something that a lot of men need to learn how to do that. And they learn it by allowing themselves to feel, by dropping into their whole body. Because so many men, they're constantly under tension. They feel like, I need to prove myself. I need to show myself. I need to prove myself in bed. I need to prove myself in business. I need to prove myself in everyday life. And in this proving, they are constantly under tension. Hmm. And when you're under tension, energy cannot flow. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why at these these silent retreats, when it, it is a time when I'm, I've stopped working, and that is when those that energy starts flowing. And I actually wanted to ask you, because what you're describing about going outside, taking walks, feeling the wind on you, seems very um, challenging, it, especially for someone who spends so much time in front of a camera or computer in in a very disembodied uh, situation. You know, I also spend a ton of time in front of my computer for work, and it it is it seems like it does it. it completely depletes my energy mm -hmm. because there I, i'm literally in a screen i'm not even in my body at all <laughs> so that's why when you're on vacation like when we went on vacation uh, with your dad he'd be like we have to have sex at least twice a day i mean he would be so into oh, sex this is when i was on the vacation with you guys oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> any vacation we took he'd have to have sex twice a day at least because he was finally able to relax and get oh, away wow. from all that uh the like computers and the phones and the, and the stress and the stress because it's hard to have sex when you're stressed mm. this is it's impossible it's impossible yeah. but how old are you now adina i'm 36 because you're like literally like wise way wise 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 way beyond your time and oh, it's just amazing how wise you are you'll put esther to, to you could you can definitely um outdo esther Perel, as far as your knowledge, well, I, it's, it's a, it's a different type of knowledge. Yeah, I, maybe just a different type of personality and generation, I would say as well. Well, that's what's so interesting because you're in the sexual peak right now too. You know, 30s and 40s become you know sexual peaks. Maybe that's also what it's all about. Um, I don't know. I just think I've always been very much in my sensuality. It's always been been a huge thing for me. I just recently found a T-shirt of my school. It was the T-shirt that they gave everyone um, after we, like, on the final day, uh, the graduation day, and um, there was a picture of each person. Um, on the a painted picture of each person on the t-shirt and they painted me 
in a very sensual, sexual way with a bubble on top of my head saying boys. <laughs> and I, I was and, just like you, by the way. It's so funny. Oh. I was always, th- so people always go, were you always this way? I think I was. It's just that my generation, yeah. it, you know, was definitely not talked about, but I was definitely like you. I was boy crazy. It's like that, that's what, you know, your whole school, your grammar school, junior high was all about. Yeah, and that's probably also why you're doing these podcasts and doing oh, yeah. the work that you're doing. I'm doing the yeah. stuff I love. Uh, I I can spend the rest of the evening talking to you, but yeah. I think we, I think we should wrap this up. I I um there is this lingering question about expressing desire, which I think you know I'd love to hear your pers- perspective on because it kind of terrifies me. Uh, you know, to to even, well, I wonder if it's actually, if it's feeling desire that, that I'm, that is so hard to come by or the struggle to express it. But either way, it, do you, do, do you hold this as a Patreon bonus episode? Do you, <laughs> sure. If you want to listen to this, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. Okay. So we have the same question we always ask our, our, um, have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or has your a child walked in on you having sex or <laughs> you ask this question to everybody on your podcast yes yep. yes that's how we oh close God. every interview wonderful wonderful great question yes of course i have walked into my mom's uh bedroom um but I didn't, uh, I didn't discover there or experience there or saw there what I thought I would see there. So uh, I, I'm not sure I can go into detail. But yes, I walked into the bedroom and I caught her right in the act. And it was a very <laughs> interesting experience for me as a young girl back then. <laughs> and how about you? Did anybody ever walk in on you having sex? Your parents walk in or your kids, did Jonah walk in? No, that never happened because I moved out of my house, of my parents' house uh, when I was 14 and a half. So oh, wow. they they didn't have a chance to experience that. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything you'd like to plug to our listeners if they want to find you? How would they do that? Well, I think the best place to find me these days is really on Instagram. It's where I'm the most active at the moment. Um, and my Instagram is under my name, Adina Rivers Official. Um, however, all my videos, all the information on sexuality is to be found on YouTube. And on YouTube, you can also just type in Adina Rivers and then all my videos are right there <laughs> and for free. <laughs> yeah, and you're making tons of money, I'm sure. I'm being sarcastic because everything gets demonetized as soon as you have the word exactly. sex in the title. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm having some online courses and do other things as well. Yeah, so if people wanted to find your online courses, how do they do that? Well, just go to my website, adinarivers.com, and there's two online courses. One is... Um, the Pussy Pleasure course, which teaches men, but also women, um, how to really pleasure women um, in their intimate area. It's and Oliver and me, myself and I are the models. So it's, Whoa, it gets very... I may, I may need to do... Well, I, I'm going to sign up for that course. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, well, it gets so. Yeah, we we wanted to show ourselves there as the models themselves because we also want to keep it wanted to keep it real. You know, who am I to speak about all these things and then I'm not doing it myself? So he is uh, really in a beautiful educational way showing exactly how how a woman can be pleasured in her intimate area on her breasts, inside her, her vagina, uh, finding the G spot, finding the U spot, finding all the different spots inside a vagina because it's so it's such a it's such a mysterious part of the female body right that a lot of men don't know exactly how to understand and how to touch and um yeah, they certainly can't the- want, get educated from porn that's for sure Oh, absolutely absolutely i think it needs to be in a much more educational way and in a much more gentle way and uh, that's exactly what we are doing in this course and then i have another course which is the sense of body transformation and i created that course um to help people actually come back into their bodies feel their bodies more strongly because that's the point when they actually can start to have better erections to feel more orgasms to feel more orgasmic um, and in its essence, it's a holistic fitness course paired with sensor exercises, nutrition, um, everything that is needed to really bring the body into a shape where actually all of the sexuality can be felt in their bodies. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Adina. Yeah, thank you so much. Man, you're a bright woman. Thank you very much, guys, for having me. I really loved this conversation. It was so fluent and the questions were really lovely. And again, as I said before, the interaction between the two of you is just super fascinating. I'm, oh, I'm excited to spread it with my followers as well. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. We really appreciate it. It's a big honor for us to hear that from you. Really. Truly. Truly. Cool, guys. Thank you very much again. Have thank a, you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, we look forward to speaking again in the future. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode or you appreciate this podcast, don't be selfish. Share it. Do us a favor. The best way to support our show is by sharing it with other people so that we can grow our family and we can continue making these beautiful little episodes. So what you need to do is just copy this link and text it. I don't think my mother is aware of how people share these things, but basically whatever app you're using, click on it, copy it, and text it. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.